Good morning. Talk Radio. Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so excited to be with you all this week, and this has been such a powerful, powerful segment that we've had this month of September on Help Me to Heal, Overcoming Past Hurts. And, you know, as we do, as we go into the, the final segment, there there is just this thing that we do every month um, when we're closing out a segment, we tend to recap. Um, all the things that we've discussed over the month. And so this is no different than that. We're going to kind of recap everything. And I love you guys, and I just wanted to say I love you guys, and I thank you so much for your prayers last week when I was feeling a little bit under the weather and uh, couldn't uh, come on the air. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your support. I just appreciate your loving kindness that you've shown to me. And, And just thank you. For holding me up, so um, it is just—it was just so special to me, you know, having people reach out and just send me text messages and emails and different things like that, just saying how, hey, hope you feel better, just know I'm praying for you and different things like that. So I just want to send love back to everybody. This is S sending the love back. Thank you so much. You know, this this segment on help me to heal hits me right in in my heart because for years I struggled with with healing over hurt and pain and toiling back and forth with depression, having those highs and lows, and and then getting to a place to where I became more confident in the woman that God had called me to be and, and got into the place of where I didn't even realize that there were some segments or there were some things that I would naturally go through as a woman when I had been hurt. And it's not just women that go through this, you know, human beings. This is a human being type of a thing. And then we as women, when we're facing hurt and when we're facing the struggle, is, you know, we joke around and we say the struggle is real. And the struggle is truly real. And this month we've been really opening up to you, to you all and just sharing with you, you know, how the struggle has been real to us and how some of these things have affected us. And, and, I, and I'm so appreciative and grateful that some people have reached out to us and just shared with us how this has been so impactful in their lives. We hear you guys and, you know, just know we're continuing to pray with you and pray for you and praying for, you know, that I mean, just being grateful that we're able to be that support system here as you, you know, migrate through and navigate through those areas in your lives. So, we started out the segment on Help Me to Heal, um, Overcoming Past Hurt, and we started talking about the whole concept of acknowledging hurt, you know, acknowledging the fact that we've been hurt and <clears throat> and how to acknowledge that but not become the victim. 
and not get hung up or caught up in that victim mentality. And, and, and I'm not saying that from a perspective of I've never done that. You know, I've done that. I've, I've been the victim several times through, but at some point you've got to decide that you want to be the victor. You've got to decide that you want to have victory over the situation that you're dealing with and walk to a path of victory. And that doesn't mean that the hurt is not there. That doesn't mean that the pain is not there. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be angry. That, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're not going to experience the denial and the bargaining and all those different things because you are going to experience them. That's, that's a part of who we are as human beings. But what I am saying is that you recognize that it comes and you don't allow yourself to get caught up in it. It's like, for example, I absolutely love brownies. I love brownies. I, I am a brownie queen. I don't like all different kinds of brownies. It's a basic brownie. I can do a brownie. And, um, but I know that I can't live off of brownies. You know, I can't live off of eating brownies all the time. I can become obsessive. You know, I can go a week and my husband would be like, man, babe, we need to stop eating so many brownies. And and I can just, you know, live off of those brownies, live off of that chocolate. But I know that it's not good for me for it doesn't provide me the complete nutrients that my body needs for the long haul. I may get enough to survive the day or enough to survive a month, but over time the deficiencies that my body is 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 experiencing from the other uh, vitamins and minerals and sustenance that it needs that is not getting from that from that type of a um, uh, um, diet is causing will cause those areas of my body to deteriorate. And so that's what we're saying here when we're talking about these different stages that you go through when you've been hurt. When we linger in them too long, they can cause those same deficiencies to build up in us. When we're angry over something and we're angry too long, then we become bitter and we and then we allow hatred to come into where we just straight outright just hate folks. And that's not God's intent for us. He doesn't want us to be hateful people. He doesn't want us to be bitter people. He doesn't want he doesn't even want us to be hurt, but that is a natural process of what we experience as people, as a part of our learning process <clears throat> because there's so many personalities here on this earth and eventually somebody is going to, you know, us being separate and us being different, eventually somebody is going to get on somebody's nerves and hurt the other person's feelings. So we know that that's a fact of life is going to happen. But when it does happen, how we respond to that. And so this month has been so awesome with us just diving in and talking about these things. You know, Doc, I'm so grateful that we were able to talk about them. And these things have hit home. I remember Prophet Samantha just sharing the testimony earlier in the month about experiencing loss and <clears throat> in her life. And I remember, you know, uh, others who didn't go into detail as to the losses that they have been experiencing, but also talking about the hurt that they've experienced in their marriage, people talking about the hurt that they experienced in their relationship with others. And we just really just poured ourselves out and kind of made ourselves vulnerable and sharing in our experiences so that other people can be, you know, can be strengthened and edified and, and hopefully equipped to be able to take that extra step through the day. Because the bottom line is we're not sharing these things because, you know, we're, you know, we don't have anything else 
to do. We're sharing these things because there there are people out there that we know need to hear in order to overcome the challenges that they're facing. That's the whole intent of Women Camp is, is women having the opportunity to share with other women and encourage them to push through the, their life challenges. So, Doc, you know, if you could kind of share with us a little bit as to before we get into the acceptance and um, accept where you are and then begin to move on um, <clears throat> segment of our broadcast, which is our subject for the day, um, just kind of share your backdrop of, of this month and how things have kind of stuck out to you as as we've been experiencing this in Women Camp this month. Oh, Sasha, this has just been a, a, a awesome month. Uh, actually, it gave me uh, it gave me hope and it, and it encouraged my spirit to to be able to be on the broadcast with you all this month because it's just been a blessing to you know, hear all the different um, testimonies that was given concerning how um, people were able to overcome hurt and overcome uh, all the negative forces that was coming up against them, you know, those tough situations, those tough circumstances in our lives. And I I, I found myself uh, being even more encouraged because I I realized that uh, through all the testimonies, that no one stayed where they were. They didn't stay down. They didn't stay in that negative uh, position, but they were able to press and push themselves beyond that. Not saying that they didn't have that stage where they went through that negativity and that, you know, where they just wanted to stay down, that woe is me, you know, you know, nobody, you know, cares, nobody's concerned, you know, state. But at the same time, as I was listening to all the different testimonies, I could hear how, yes, I was there, but I was able to come out. And 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 it's encouraging to know, you know, that, you know, we're going to have disappointments in life. We're going to have letdowns in life. We're going to have these tough, you know, uh, positions that we're put in. But at the same time, you know, I think what the Word of God tells us, that he will not put no more on us than what we're able to bear. And in that process, means that means to me that whatever comes your way, God has already orchestrated it. And he's already designed a way for you to come out of whatever it is, to come over whatever it is, to get through whatever it is. And and I want to encourage those listeners, you know, that are listening, maybe this may be your first time this month listening in, go back and listen to the other uh, broadcasts. Oh my God! You, you. There's so much in it. There's so much that was said that was encouraging, that was strengthening, that was, you know, an eye opener to us to give us an understanding of the different, you know, ways that we can come up out of what we're in. That 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 that, that breakdown doesn't have to, you know, be that permanent place that you're living in, but you can live beyond that. You can move beyond that and get into a. Uh, 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 back into an awesome and great place in God. And I, I'm just encouraged in that. You know, it encouraged me so much, Prophet. You just don't know how much how encouraging it was for me to hear the different testimonies. And I know I gave mine too, but, you know, when you start hearing other people talk about what they went through and what they endured, that you even more, and that's really what strengthened me, to hear the other testimonies, to know that God is yet able 
to deliver and to bring us through and to bring us out. So I'm encouraged in that. And I, I just want to thank you all for allowing me to be on the broadcast with you. Amen. Amen. You know, Doc, you know something that I, I, I did, that just keeps sticking out to me. And you said it the first week um, mm-hmm. when we were talking about acknowledging the hurt, and, and you just said it again, um, just in a different way, but it's the same principle. And you said that no one stays where they are. Exactly. No one stays where they are. And, and and I think that that is something that we as as women of faith have to remember is when we are when we are facing the hurt that we deal with, that this you know, the one one of the biggest things that I dealt with when I was uh just hurt over a lot of things earlier in life was I felt as though I was never going to get past it. I felt as though I was never going to that this the day of hurt just seemed it seemed like it lasts an eternity. And it seemed like time stood still and and I just hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt. But what I didn't realize was at every dawning of every day and every settling of every night was, you know, and that cycle was taking place, meaning that every every day that went by was increasing the distance between the time frame when I actually experienced the hurt and where I was at that particular time. And in experiencing, now looking back on it, the very next day I was never, I was never where I was the day before. And the Amen. the Amen. you know two days later I wasn't where I was you know two days before two weeks Amen. later I wasn't yes. where I was you know Amen. two weeks before you know Amen. no one stays where they are even if you feel like your life is in pause you're still actually moving forward even if it's involuntarily. Things are still moving around us. Our lives are still pushing out. And I think that that kind of leads us into where we are today with our our topic on the acceptance and accepting and being able to move forward. You know, when people hear the word acceptance, they're like, accept? You know, (laughs) I got to accept that this is what, I got to accept is you know um, that that people I have to be okay with the way I've been treated. I have to just deal with and finding acceptance is is not from that perspective, and and we typically take that type of an, an attitude when we're when we're pushing out the victim mentality before the healing mentality. When you want to be healed. You're not pushing out the acceptance with, well, this is not fair. This is not you. You've already come to a place in that acceptance where you know that it's not fair, and you're not expecting it to become fair. You 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 know that this is what you've experienced, and you know that <clears throat> excuse me that the struggle has been real. 
But you also mm-hmm. accept that you don't have to live the hurt over Amen. and over and over again. That Amen. it does not have to become permanent in your life. Amen. That your your permanent reality doesn't have to be this affliction over and over again. That, yes, your life will be different. It is not going to be the same. But when you come to the place of acceptance, you're saying that this is my new normal. It's, you know, it's a healthy way of living. I'm resisting mm-hmm. the 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 idea of of the self affliction and self victimization and just I, I'm resisting that cycle and I'm launching myself forward into that next gram and Doc I feel like you want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> you you you're right. <laughs> I was listening to that and, and and that acceptance, you know, and it it, it what came to me is 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 knowing where you are and deciding to move beyond that place. That's what acceptance is. It's as if, okay, I realize I'm in this position. And because I know that I see where I am, I know where I am, okay, I am deciding to go beyond this place. I'm moving out from this position that I'm in. And and, and, and I loved it when you said that healthy place. That just that that really stuck out to me. That healthy place, you going into uh, your healthy place, a place that you can find peace, a place that you can find comfort, you know, a place that you can find encouragement. That's a healthy place. Now, if you talk, if, mm-hmm. if you, a healthy place is definitely not being around people that's talking like you're talking. Woe is me. Oh man, this is the worst thing that could be. You know. Uh, you know, I just right. I just can't go beyond this place. Always speaking negative, but that that, yeah. that going into that that good place, you know. And so to me, that acceptance is knowing where you are. In other words, you understand where you are, but you deciding to move beyond that place. Yes, and you know, Doc, that's <clears throat> a lot of people say. Well, that's easier said than done. You know, how do you how do you yourself get to a place to where you decide that you're ready to move forward, you're ready to push out, you're ready to um to not uh live and wallow in the hurt or self pity of, of the hurt that you've been experiencing. You know, and, and I look at it from this perspective. Acceptance, just like the hurt, is not a overnight thing, just as much as the hurt, you know, sometimes our hurt can be in one instant, you know, in the loss of a loved one, it was that very moment that it happened. Sometimes the hurt can be over time in a relationship that's abusive and the hurt just, you know, is a constant affliction. As soon as you get the opportunity to try to heal, then another hurt is inflicted. And so you're struggling with that, that concept of the repeated abuse, no matter what it is, what we have to realize is the acceptance is it's a personal journey that I've accepted that within myself that I am turning away from where I am and the control that it has over me. When I look at acceptance, I look at it from this perspective. You know, I, there was a point in my t- uh, time in my life where I get angry, um, 
with uh, with my daughter because she was doing some things that I didn't agree with, and and I just got really really angry with her, and and in my anger, I was so angry, um, I realized that I began taking on the burdens of her actions, and because I had started taking on the burdens of her actions, my anger was more inflamed than what it should have been. It's okay for us to be disappointed in our kids for them making decisions that we don't agree with and different things like that. And I'm not saying that we don't have the right to, to, to do that as parents because we do we do have the right. What I'm saying is that my anger had gotten to the place to where I, I, I struggled dealing with her and showing the love that I have as a person. And... And then when I went through, once I started recognizing that and I went through the bargaining phase of trying to justify why it was okay and then, um, or, you know, what if I, you know, or what if she did this and I would do this and, you know, just trying to, you know, have that compromise. And then just feeling depressed that I allowed myself to, even have my emotions and, and my feelings jarred in such a way that I was that angry. And then finally, when I began to accept, I wasn't accepting the the hurt or the, the pain at that time. I was accepting that I wanted the person that I knew that I was. And so for me, the acceptance was I'm fighting to be the person that I know that I am genuinely. And so when you are rolling through that acceptance and moving forward, it's not a one-day, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of a situation. It is literally every day, you know, stepping out with the mentality that you are not going to be like you were the day before and two days before, a month before. You know, when I started out my journey to start losing weight a few years ago, you know, I have my reasons for wanting to do it. And I would get tired and I would get, oh, be done. And I'd be so, um, like, uh, within myself trying to persuade myself I really didn't have to work that hard, you know, if I, you know, just, you know, cheated here or there, it wasn't a big deal. But what I began to realize was the more that I kept separating, my, separating myself from those negative feelings, the more I began to accept the person that I knew that I could become. And as we are moving forward from the hurt, the acceptance is you you separating yourself from those negative feelings. I always think of the story when we're talking, when we're this all this month, and you guys talked a little bit about it last week. I always think of the story of, of Naomi and <clears throat> excuse me, and Ruth and how Naomi in the story we, we typically um talk about Ruth and Boaz. But we, we don't talk too much about Naomi, and I'm so glad you guys kind of went into that a little bit, um, and just talking about how she has suffered so much grief to the point to where she didn't even want to be acknowledged as herself any longer because of all the hurt that she had experienced. But then God started turning the tide that even in the, 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 the misery that she had experienced with losing one person, one loved one after another, and one failure after another, and having to come back home in the sense in embarrassment and in shame and, and, and not even the way that she thought she would come home, even though everybody was excited to see her, 
having to come back in that way was just a struggle for her. And and the Bible tells us that she was like, you know, the Lord is dealt harshly with me. So it lets us know that she was she was a little upset, she was angry, and she was hurt, and she was broken up inside. But even in the middle of that, there was a level of acceptance and her being willing to to tutor or or um, comfort her daughter in law. And, and you know, her daughter-in-law, Ruth, was very uh, convinced that she was not leaving her. So so she didn't have any choice but to, you know, get her act together because she knew Ruth was depending on her to, to live. And, and I look at the situation there, and, and to me that's a sign to us, is how do we get to this place to where we can accept the person that we are, accept where we've been, and look at it not from a place of, man, I've been victimized, this wasn't fair, but look at it as a, as a place that it was a phase in our lives. And it was something, it was a wonderful journey and experience that God allowed us to have that we could be entrusted with. And, and through that experience, no, it wasn't joyous. No, it wasn't, um, uh, it didn't feel good all the time. And, you know, it, it didn't feel the best, but Naomi did, never thought that she would experience the joy uh, that she experienced by being able to, to basically mentor Ruth to, to receive into her life the man that God desired for her. So what is my point? What am I getting at? Part of that acceptance and being able to move forward is, is being able to wrap your arms around someone else and help them do the journey that you have experienced. And you may be experiencing, just like Ruth and Naomi, the same time, at the same time having to lock arms with someone that's hurting and still push into them the wisdom of what you know is right. Naomi could have. She could have stayed in that depressed state. She could have. But she got to a place where she could accept where she was and begin to pour into another sister and, and begin to allow the anointing of God to flow in her to encourage Ruth to be the woman that God had designed for her to be. I hope that's making sense to you all today. You know, Doc, what do you think about that? Oh, it's making a whole lot of sense. And, you, you know, when you're talking about, not looking at your circumstances, they're not the prime primary you know focus in your life, but you you directing your focus and your attention to helping someone else you know that's powerful you know can you can you imagine you being able to help someone else come out of what they're in or help someone else with the situation that they're in when you look at it like that then then that, that, that can build you, that can strengthen you, that can yet encourage you, you know, because you're not focusing always on what you're dealing with or what you had to go through or what, you know, you're not looking in your direction. You're not looking at the, 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 the woe is me, but you, you're focusing and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I can do to help somebody else. I'm going to encourage that person. I'm going to, you know, take that person around. You know, if if you got a, you know, a, a uh, somebody that needs transportation and, 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 and you know, just looking at it in this wise and, and you know that all you're going to be doing is sitting around worrying. 
you know, sitting around, you know, constantly focusing on, you know, your 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 hurts and and everything. But if you see someone needs some transportation, they need to get around. You volunteer, take them around. That gets you outside of the house. That get, takes you outside of the norm. That takes you outside of you focusing on you and put your focus in a totally different area. And that's exactly what happened. I, I believe that Naomi was forced into. Uh, taking her, uh, drawing her attention into another way, but yet she was directed by God because she told Ruth yes. and Oprah, "Go back to your own people. You know, you don't, you don't want to go with me. Right? I, 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 look, I don't change my name. I, you know, I, I, I'm just, 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 I'm this person that nobody wants to be around because I'm so bitter. I'm so sorrowful. You know, you don't want to be around me. There's nothing but negative around me." But they said, you know, uh, Ruth decided, you know what, I know, I'm going with you. Where you go, I'm going. Who The God you serve will be my God. And she went with her. She wouldn't allow her to push her away from around her. And that's another process that takes place, too, uh, 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 is that we push people away from us. We We don't want people to be around us. We want to stay in that state, but we, you know, it was God that pulled her out from that. It was God that told Ruth, "No, you go with her." And in that process, it, 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 you know, it changed her whole view because she wasn't yet just concerned about her. Now she had to be concerned about Ruth. <laughs> and, and it's amazing how God does things. It, uh, can you yes, imagine, you yes. know, God giving you a, a, a wounded animal off the street? That you know, you've been hurting, so now you got this wounded animal. And you're nurturing this animal back to health. Guess what? Your attention has been transformed from off of your hurt to hurt to, to helping someone else that's being hurt. And you nurturing this animal back to health, and you and this animal build a bond that is so strong that it pulls you up out of the, you know, the depression and the and the. Uh, the, the 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 negativity that you were focusing in, and it's amazing how God works. He can do things in our lives if we just you know open ourselves up to it. Now she didn't want her to go with her, but she had to allow her to go with her, and that was by the grace of God. I like what you said there, God. You know, it does. It there is. We have to learn how to receive the good and push away the bad. And that's mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Naomi had did in this situation. Ruth didn't yeah. give her a choice. Ruth, and sometimes we don't need to, we need to put ourselves in a position where we don't have a choice. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Where we don't have a choice to to go down the road that's not positive for us. We we put ourselves, we commit ourselves, for example, uh, I like to using the working out because, you know, that's something that I, I continue to, to push through. But uh, when I go and work out, they know that I'm struggling. So, so what they like to do is <laughs> they like for me to commit myself to the next week. So if, mm-hmm. if I commit myself to the next week, they know I'm going to be there because I'm a woman of my word. So, they they like for me to, to schedule myself to be there because they know if I schedule it, I'm going to be there because there's just something about me saying I'm going to commit myself to doing something. And mm-hmm. Ruth did the same thing with Naomi. She made she made a commitment to Naomi, drawing out of Naomi, and, and un, 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 un
you know, yeah, basically yeah, she was yeah. like, look, you're not getting rid of me that easy. Mm-hmm, I'm not letting mm-hmm. go that easy. You know, uh, uh, this situation, it, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's a struggle. And I admit, I, I, um, yes, it's been most difficult for you. But I'm not going back to to my people. I, I'm staying with you because I made a commitment. And and Glory. so and I believe that she saw something so much greater and and when we even though and I and I and I love how God does this even though when we don't think when we are hurt ladies when we are hurt we we feel that we are at our lowest we completely our self esteem sometimes is completely shot where you know we can be at the lowest of lowest of levels we have lost complete confidence in who we are and and when we lose that confidence we think that we've lost our ability. We may have lost our will to live. We may lose our, our will to do certain things, but we, we, don't, we still have that ability and, and capability to do those things. But the motivation begins to get, you know, windowed because of the hurt. And that's what I believe Ruth saw in Naomi. She knew what Naomi was capable of. She knew what Naomi had the ability to do. She just knew that she lacked the motivation because of the hurt that she had been in the middle of. And Mm -hmm. and so she just gave her a reason to be motivated. Look, I'm not leaving you. You're not getting rid of me that easy. And sometimes we have to force ourselves into that type of position. And, and I, you know, the people that I work out with, they, they're basically saying, you're not getting rid of this at ease. You have a goal to reach, <laughs> you know. And because you have a goal to reach, we're going to help you reach it. And, 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 you know, and I look at them like, man, oh, you got me before I left. Because I have a goal to reach. And even if I mm-hmm. don't want it, they know I need it. And so how many people out there are you that you come into contact with that have need of you to be that motivator, to be that challenge to them? And how do you set yourself up? How do you set yourself up to receive the motivation that you need in order to to survive? You know, I think you have to be, you have, number one, you got to be self-aware. You got to recognize the things that you do need. Even if you don't want it, you got to recognize the things that you do need. And and mm-hmm. the fact that you need the assistance or the fact that you need the help, you, you reach out to people and you tell them, look, I'm not going, I'm not going to want this. So while I'm, I'm in a state of reception, <laughs> <laughs> receiving, <laughs> I'm letting you know then I might, I, I need your help with this. Now, I might come mm-hmm. kicking and screaming, hollering, but believe me, when, when it's all said and done and the results have come in, I'm going to be so grateful to you for kicking me in yeah. behind and pulling me out the bed and, and saying, let's get out of the house and let's go breathe a little bit. Let's go to the store. Let's go do dinner. Let's go do this or that. I'm going to be thankful for you for helping me to get out of my shell, to get out of the depression, to get out of, of the frustration the irritation, the anger, yes. the bitterness, and to move over to the other side. Now, I may not like you during that process because you best be for sure that Naomi probably did not like Ruth saying to her, look, I'm not leaving no. you <laughs> because she wanted she, she wanted it well enough to be left alone. She was like, look, I don't have anything to give you. I am dry. I'm not having no more babies. Even if I did have babies, you wouldn't be able to marry them because there's too much of an age gap here, and you'd be old by the time <laughs> they'd be ready to marry you. So, look, I'll have 
nothing else to give you, so just leave me alone. And Ruth was like, you may not have any babies to give me. <laughs> you may not yes. have nothing else, but I've already committed myself to you. I've committed myself to your God. I've committed myself to being beside you. So guess what? There's still some capability inside of you. You may not be able to see it. You may not be able to recognize it, but there's something on the inside of you that if I can get it, that light clicked on, it's going to come mm. out. The fire is about to get started. And, and so we have to do that in our lives. We, we've got we've to gotta ignite that in somebody else's life. We've got to be our sister's keeper. We've yeah. got to be willing to be our sister's keeper. And when we see a sister that needs that help, to be there, to mentor her, to love on her, and to be able to guide her through. I, I was at the, uh, the hair store or the hair shop the other day getting my hair done. And there was a young mother in there, and she she was struggling a little bit with the children, you know. And we just kind of tried to encourage her because you know she was there for a long minute, and and so we were trying to encourage her. And, and I could tell she was getting more and more frustrated as the time went on, you know, because you know when you go get your hair done, it's just not an in and out thing, you know. For those of us who have a little <laughs> bit of darkness in our in our in our <laughs> in our pigmentation, it takes a little bit extra. And so we're sitting in there for for hours. And, you know, the children are getting antsy and different things like that, and she's getting more and more frustrated. You know, and I just started praying for her. But I noticed that the lady that was doing her hair, she was like a roof to her. She was Mm -hmm. basically saying to her, it's going to be all right. He's been in here for a while. He's a little frustrated, but it'll be okay. When you get him home, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be settled down and he'll be good to go. You know, she just kept settling her. Because I could see the mama get upset and get angry, and she probably wanted to lay hands on her brother. But as the lady was doing her hair, and she just kept talking to her, you know, she kept speaking to her. She kept, you know, encouraging her. She kept leading her down the the path, even though, you you know, you know, you know when we mamas, we, we typically, when somebody tells us something about our kids, we typically like, you don't, don't be talking. You know, in the back of my mind, we don't always say it, but in the back of my mind, we be thinking, don't be telling me nothing about my kids. These are my kids. I got my kids. Now, if I needed your help with my kids, I would ask you, but I don't need your help. But the young lady just received it. She just received it, and she took it in, and she was able to make it through the time span. So what are we saying to you? Sometimes we, we got to stop being so afraid to, to push people and to help them when we know that they need our help. Mm-hmm. So l- wrap our arms around someone that, that, that needs us to wrap our arms around them. We have to stop being so fearful of of helping a mother, you know, in the middle of a grocery store who is struggling with their kids and, you know, and she's about to lose it. We we got to be we got to be that extra that extra uh, uh have that our 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 discernment sharpened so that we can we can know how to step in and know how to help and to be mm-hmm. intentional about it. Because we never know what anybody is experiencing. Yeah. But what we do know is if we obey God and reach out to our sisters and share that love with them, that it makes all the world a difference. It makes all the world a difference. I remember, you know, when I was in a low place and I was I was depressed and I was just really, um, really dealing just with a lot of stuff. And and feeling like a failure of you know out of all things, 
And I remembered, um, I remember getting. I think it was a phone call from one of the, one of the mothers, and she called me, and and I hadn't talked to her in a long while. And, and matter of fact, it might have been a few months since I had talked to her. And she said, "I would just call and check up on you." And I was like, "I'm doing good, you know, because you know how we do, we try to do. We we try to push up the side. I'm good. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Everything's fine." And she was like, okay, well, I just want to pray with you for a little bit. Boy, when she started praying, heaven and earth moved because I was, I was depressed. I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And, and I was depressed because I, I, was, I had felt like a failure because um, by this time I think I was at least eight months pregnant. And I was alone in, um, in my apartment. And I've been working and going to school full time, and you know, just trying to make ends meet, as you know, as an up and, as an emerging single mom, and and I and, and it just started hitting me because it was getting closer and closer to the time for delivery, and and some days I would have wonderful days, and in other days I would just have complete lows, and and God. He's just so awesome. That's why I love him so much. He knows what we have need of, even when we don't even want to receive it. And she just called me, and she prayed with me. And even though I was trying to have my facade on, when she started praying for me, I just broke. I couldn't do nothing. I just started crying. I was trying to keep myself together, you know. And she prayed, and the way she prayed, just a lift, I could just feel a lifting. I just I could just feel that lifting, and it was as if God gave me um, just space to be able to to exit out of my mental depression and escape into His joy. So I'm saying to you, you never know what when God puts someone in your heart, why He's doing it. You you just don't know. You never know when God inspires you or encourages you to be the light to someone, what that means to that person. You just don't know. So I encourage you to, even as you are experiencing your hurt and your pain and your struggle, to to allow God to use you to be that light to someone else. How we work through our hearts as women, and Naomi and Ruth are prime example. Ruth put a demand on Naomi. Mm-hmm. She put a demand on Naomi. She saw that Naomi was hurting worse than her, and so she put a demand on her to help Naomi to come out of her state to help her to, to deal with the hurt that she had been dealing with. Didn't mean mm-hmm. Ruth hurt any less. Ruth lost her husband too. So it, it we you know it didn't mean that she wasn't hurt. She was hurting. Mm. She experienced a loss as well. So even when you're hurting, even when you're feeling weak, God will give you the strength to lock arms with someone else so that you both become strong. And we see Amen. at the end of the story with Ruth and Naomi how the Lord gave Ruth the wisdom through Naomi and blessed their entire house. And then thereafter, they just spent their years in the blessings of the Lord. So, yeah, you may be hurt. 
right now. But I want to encourage you to lock arms with someone that you know may be hurting worse. I remember Prophet Samantha had shared with us a testimony as to how, you know, she was she had been dealing with hurt and then she went to um, a, a, a home and she volunteered there and then she began to realize that the people in the home had experienced more hurt than what she experienced. And because she was able to help them work through her, their hurt, she was able to work through her hurt. And, and, Doc, I think you've said this time and time again, that we have to be willing to to open ourselves up to helping mm-hmm. others, even yeah. when we're in the midst of the hurt. Yes. Yeah. Amen. To let go, ahead, go Doc, of our... <laughs> <laughs> to let go of our, you know, hurts and 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 be there to encourage someone else, to be there to, to be a strength to someone else. And you was talking about that fear that would cause us to not want to. We have to rebuke the fear, tell the fear to go, you know, run on down the street somewhere else because you're not going to live here, you're not going to abide here. I've accepted the state that I, I'm in. And I know where I am, but at the same time, I know that God has something better for me. And in that process, then you 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 grow you you know you grow from that. Whether it's you yes. being able to help someone else, or whether it's you being able to encourage yourself, you know, as David was able to encourage himself in the Lord. You know, he he was in a devastating position. You know, he and not only was he there by himself, but there were so many other people that draw were drawn to him. And it's amazing yeah. how you know desperate people or hurting people, you know, draw to one another. And it was so many people that were attached. You know, just that were drawn to David and his state when he was you know in a low place and he was living in caves and you know and out in the open wilderness you know because he couldn't you know abide within his home anymore and he was at a very low place he was in a low state and you know and and it's amazing because when you think about someone being in a high state you I mean you're living on top of the world you know you got everything that you would ever you know, have need of or everything that you would ever want, and then all of that is taken away from you. That's it's 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 devastating. But yet and still, because he was in that low place, he realized, you know what? I got these people around me. I have to. I got to do better than what I am. You know what I've been doing. I can't continue to live like this. We, you know, I got. I've, I have to encourage myself in the Lord. And he began to encourage himself in the Lord. And as he encouraged himself in the Lord, God began to strengthen him. God began to strengthen the people that were around him. And they all came out of the place that they were in. They all came from the caves. They came from the wilderness and back into living, into houses and, 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 and into communities and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and going beyond the place where they were, that low place that they were in. So be there to encourage you know, someone. You know, Doc, I, 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 as you're talking, I, I want to inject this, this question into it because mm-hmm. I think it's relevant to what you were just saying. You know, when we, when we share with people and we, and we help people through, um, you know, how do we prevent ourselves from feeling like 
a hypocrite because we're hurting just as much as the next person, but we're trying to help them through as as we are hurting in the midst of that. With that proposition, it's important that we understand that, you know, God is the head of our life. And, right. And by us knowing that God is the head of our lives and we open ourselves completely up to him, we're having this personal relationship with him. And with us having this personal relationship with him, He's going to bring us out of whatever we're in because he's there to direct our steps. He's there to order our steps. He's there to, to, to show us and take us into the uh, the areas, into the vineyards, to where he would have us to go. And so mm-hmm. if you find yourself in this low place, you find yourself in this hurting position, then realize that, yes, it's normal for us to uh, deal with hurt and and in the process of it, but it's not there. It's not a place that God will have us to remain. It's a not. It's not a place for us to stay in. So okay, yes, I know I'm hurting, but because I'm hurting, I'm not going to stay here. And yes, I believe God will have us to be there, like Naomi was for Ruth. You know, actually right. they were there for one another, and I believe that God will cause us to be able to transition from the hurt that we're in to help someone else mm-hmm. that's hurting but not and not feel bad about what we're doing. Because right. if you right. realize if you look at Naomi and Ruth, you will realize that there was some there was some strengthening on both ends. One was encouraging the other and the other was encouraging, you know, that other one. So as we, you know, look at this picture, then we can see that, you know what, I don't have to feel like a hypocrite because I'm hurting. Right. And I'm trying to help right. somebody else because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to stay in this place and they're not going to stay in the place that they're in. We're both going to come up out of this place. You know, we're all coming right. up. We're not all, we're not going to stay down. And so, you know, the, 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 the strength that comes when you're not alone, that's, that's, that's the process right there. When you're not by yeah. yourself, but you have others that are there with you and you're encouraging one another, you know, you don't have no weak links. <laughs> Right, right, right. Got to be strong. When I'm down, you're up, so you're going to lift me back up. And when you're down and I'm up, then guess what? I'm going to lift you back up. And we keep a balance, glory to God, to this, you know, relationship. You know, God connects. And as he connects, then he's going to, you know, we're there for one another. We're helpless one to another, the word of God tells us. So that's, that's, that's where it is. And you can't, you know not want to because you're going through. That's even right. more reason why you should. Amen. You know, I think that a lot of times we we, we get hypocrisy or hip, being a hypocrite mixed up because we look at it just because I'm experiencing hurt and I'm coaching you through what I'm experiencing doesn't mean that I'm failing to practice what I preach. Because mm-hmm. hypocrisy is that you fail to practice. You simply are not doing what you say to other people to do. You're simply not trying it out for yourself, basically. I'm telling you it's going to work for you, but I've never done it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you it's going to work for you, but I've never tried it myself. And the word itself has already been tried. 
So even as women of faith, when we're encouraging someone else that's experiencing the same struggle or a similar struggle that we are experiencing and we're sharing with them, hey, sis, you, you know, do this or try this or, or pray for your spouse or do this or that. And it may not be mm-hmm. working for us right now, mm-hmm. but we're still doing, we're still practicing what we preach. We're still praying for our spouses. We're still loving on them. We're still, you know, uh, uh, expressing the love of God. We may not be getting it back like we want it, but that don't mean it's never going to change. And sometimes right. we think that we, we're too quick to judge our situations before we give it an opportunity to come to the full result. And mm-hmm. Naomi had experienced that. She had already judged the situation, and she had already right, said, it's right, hopeless right. for me. She had already thrown in the towel and given up, and Ruth was like, yeah, She uh-uh. was the judge and the juror. <laughs> yeah, she's an executioner. And, you know, and Ruth was like, no, no, sis, no. Just because you think it's over, no mean it's over. Mm. And and sometimes we got to realize that just like this relationship with these two ladies, we have to be like that. You know, Doc, you just hit on that. When I'm high, mm-hmm. you know, and you're low, then I help you. I can help you to reach where I am. Mm-hmm. And when I'm low and you're high, I help you to reach where I am. You help me to reach where you are. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that the way that we keep ourselves from, from feeling like hypocrites is to be transparent and to be authentic. You know, when we're yeah, not exactly. being transparent – then then we feel like we're hypocrites when we haven't shared or, or or we're not willing to be as transparent as the person that we're in a relationship with. You know, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna push yourself out there to allow yourself to be transparent in what you're dealing with, then then you put yourself in, in, in a position where the enemy can make you feel as though you are being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be you gotta allow God to use you no matter what. No matter what, there have been times when you know I've I've never been I've never I'm not an alcoholic, and mm-hmm. and God has placed me in a position to to encourage people who you know who've had different addictions, and and so I had to share with them from a from a very different perspective of addiction, you know, and and share with them that I believe that God has the power to help them through whatever they're facing with that. But have mm-hmm. I ever been through that? No, I haven't. But I've been through plenty of things that I felt like I've lost control over that I allowed God to take control over, and when I gave him that control, then I've received the victory. So the principle right. to the situation, I, I feel my preach coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so the principle to the situation is the, is the point of the is the is the it's the point of the matter, and I think sometimes we get caught up in semantics and that we miss the whole intent of God when He mm-hmm. tells us to do to be like Christ. We, you know, we're we're not perfect, so we can't be like Christ. You know, the whole point of trying to be like Christ is to attain the perfection of Christ. Is to get to a place yes. where we can yes. turn away yes. from sin exactly. and turn towards righteousness, you know. And so, even in experiencing hurt, and even in experiencing pain, and even experiencing that 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 feeling of like you you you've lost your ability to be able to, or your your credentialing, so to speak, to be able to speak to someone. Situations don't take that from you; only That's you right. can take that away from yourself. So. I want to encourage you, ladies. 
your situation doesn't take away your credentialing. <laughs> you know, just because a doctor gets sick doesn't mean he's not a doctor. Oh, good example. You know, <laughs> it doesn't take that away from him. He's still a doctor. Amen. He's still practicing medicine, you know. And so we cannot allow situations to take to dictate to us the and make us feel incapable of achieving and doing and being equipped to overcome the hurt that we are facing. Your your life is not dictated by the by the situations that you are experiencing. Your life is dictated by the choices you make with the situations that you experience. Oh, glory to God. If a doctor chooses to lose his credentials when he gets sick, that's his choice. Mm-hmm. But he didn't lose them just because he got sick. And as us as women of faith, if we choose to lose our faith when we get hurt, when we get, you know, uh, abused, when, when people misuse us, we make the choice, but we don't have to. Mm-hmm. We can choose to use the tools that we have in order to overcome it, just like a doctor can choose to use his medical knowledge to overcome the sickness that he's dealing with. We can still choose to use faith to overcome the hurt and the anger and the frustration that we are dealing with, but we it's all wrapped up in our choices. That's right. You can overcome the hurt, but you have to choose it as something that you want to overcome. You have to choose it as something that you want to push through. You have to choose, and you make that choice every single day. It's not like I chose it today, and then tomorrow it's not going to be tested. Of course it's going to be tested. Of course it's going to be tested. Of course you're going you're gonna to feel like one day you're up and one day you're down. One, one day you can make it through, and the next day you feel like you don't have any strength. Yes, you're going to be tested. One day you're going to feel mm-hmm. motivated. The next day you're going to feel like you ain't got no motivation. But that's why we lock arms with each other as sisters, so that we can that we can bear the infir- the strong can bear can bear the infirmities of the weak. Amen. Amen. Doc, this has been good. This has been it's awesome. It's been powerful, Prophet. It's what a powerful uh, broadcast <laughs> this month. It's been powerful. You know, we only got a couple of seconds left, and I wanted to just give a recap and just share something with you all really quick. In October, we're going into building an intentional relationship with God. We're going to talk about how to connect with God. And even as we close out this broadcast, I really felt led to send uh, a copy of uh, my book, Fearless, because we really dealt with some true aspects of fear in the broadcast today. So if you email me or you uh, Facebook me, the first three people that does that, uh, in my email is Cervola at MotivatePurpose.com or you inbox me on Facebook, I will send you a copy of my book, Fearless. That's the first first three people to do it. God bless you. We love you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you guys on the next broadcast. Coming up in October, we're going to talk about connecting with God and building that relationship with him. We love you. We'll see Amen. you soon. Amen.